Thursday. Check out my LinkedIn if you connect with me on LinkedIn. It's uh, Adam Helton, H-E-L-T-O-N. Got a trivia question on this day, Throwback Thursday on this day in sports history question. Um, check that out. Going to reveal that later tonight around 7 p.m. Eastern time, 7 or 8 p.m. tonight, right before the uh, Thursday night game on Prime Video. Check that out. So I got that. Uh, so it's a gym. It's a gymnast question. I don't want to reveal the answer yet because it's out there on LinkedIn. I have a day showing it on the created poll there. So want to look at that. Ohio State has a bye week this week, but we got some breaking news to cover. Report, former Ohio State offensive tackle Kirk Barton banned from program. Barton and Buckeye Scoop co-founder Ken Stickney reportedly exposed team formations, schemes, and personnel changes According to documents obtained by Meet at Midfield, former Ohio State offensive tackle Kirk Barton has been banned from the program for his improper and unauthorized access to Ohio State's internal football video system and compromising the spirit of journalistic integrity by exposing team formations, schemes, and personnel changes on his website, Buckeye Scoop. This is not a good look for Kirk Barton. I don't know if he's going to be eligible for NFL or maybe he gets a... Uh, traded to somewhere else, or he gets in the portal or something. I don't know, but it's not going to be a good look for any program that's going to be probably taking him. Uh, it came to light as part of a now-concluded legal battle in which report reporter Mark Giv- Givler, who has since launched a separate website, Buckeye Huddle, alleged that Barton and Ken Stickney, also known online as N- uh, Nevada Buck, stole sponsorship profits and cheated in a site-affiliated fantasy football league for financial gain. Wow, not good. So there's your like breaking news for that. Then Ohio State football C.J. Stroud working on rare quarterback triple crown, triple crown. He's awesome. Stroud closed his impressive first half of the season with a performance at Michigan worthy of Ohio State's Offensive Player of the Game award. He completed 21 of 26 passes for 361 yards and six touchdowns. Apparently more than made up for the career first pick six uh, Stroud threw in the first quarter. Saw that one. That wasn't good. So Stroud leads the nation in quarterback efficiency at 207.57. That's over 20 points higher than his score last season. Right now he has a, uh, a cushion over 13 points from the nearest competitor, TCU's Max Duggan, with 194.36. Stroud's 10.9 yards per attempt also leads the nation by more than half a yard over Duggan. With 10.3, he ranks 15th in the nation in passing yards per game, despite ranking 79th in attempts per game. So he doesn't throw that much, but he leads the league in yards. Stroud's 24 touchdown passes leads the nation by two over Mississippi State's Will Rogers, who has attempted 122 more passes. Will Rogers, a country singer, by the way, that throws me back. He used to have a, a restaurant that like chicken, the roastery chicken and all that stuff. Do you remember that? Will Rogers Restaurant. Um, no one had done it before since BYU's Jim McMahon back in 1980. Only 10 have done it since 1956. 
I watched a nice little ESPN special with the uh, quarterbacks with the BYU. And, and no, it was on uh, it was ESPN Plus with uh, Eli's Places. Peyton's Places and Eli's Places. A really cool show. I don't like Eli Manning, but a really good show. So leaders in QB efficiency, passing yards per attempt, and TD passes. Cole Brennan from Hawaii back in 2006. I remember him. Whatever happened to him in NFL, I have no clue. Bart Hendricks. Boise State from 2000. These are these are my years. Danny Warfel from Florida back in 1995. Jim McMahon, BYU, uh, 1980. Danny White, Arizona State back in 1973. We're going way back. But um, C.J. Stroud could be in that category. 2009, LSU's Joe Burrow, Burrow led in touchdowns and rating, but finished second to Oklahoma's Jalen Hurts in yards per attempt, 11.3 to 10.8. In 2020, Alabama's Mac Jones led in rating in yards as well, but Mac Jones has fallen off the hinges in New New uh, New Orleans or not New Orleans, stupid New England. Um, 2017 Oklahoma's Baker Mayfield led in those same categories as well. 2008 Sam Bradford led in touchdowns and uh, rating as also also. Charlotte's biggest challenge to triple crown will come in touchdowns, since that is a volume stat. He is not a high volume passer in a balanced OSU offense. That often barely plays three full quarters. Um, Smith Jigba needs to return. He's not even back yet. How State's other players of the game against Michigan State included the defense. Latham Ransom returned from a broken leg in a Rose Bowl. He's been beast mode. Special teams linebacker Cody Simon was recognized for his work on various coverage units. Uh, players of the game, running back Mayan Williams. Linebacker Steel Chambers and Zach Harrison. Special teams... Uh, Jess Murko. Then we're going to look at uh, the w- September 24th against Wisconsin. Kate Stover was the offense. And Tommy Eichenberg. He's one of my bad boys. I like him. So, kind of anxious to see what will happen for the Triple Crown for C.J. Stroud during our um, midseason. Uh, we're, we're, not, we're, we're not playing. Or bye week, if you want to call it, for a bye week for college. What's gone well and questions that remain for every Ohio State unit? What's gone well? The offense is averaging 48.8 points per game this season, more than the Buckeyes have ever averaged for an entire season. Ohio State also ranks second nationally in both yards per game and yards per play. Yards per game, 543.7, and yards per play, 8.07. Has an outstanding balance offensively, ranked 14th in the country at both passing yards and rushing yards, while ranking in the top six in both yards per pass and yards per rush. The lingering question, can Ohio State's offense be even better at full strength? Smith Ejigba has been out. Trevion Henderson and Mayan Williams have missed some time. Opponents come will likely be more capable of slowing the Buckeyes down. Um, scoring only 21 points against Notre Dame. Notre Dame not helping us at all. What are losing like three games? What's gone well? C.J. Stroud, Heisman hopeful, trophy front runner. He's been the most efficient quarterback in the country, leading the FBS with 10.9 passing yards per attempt, 24 passing touchdowns, and 206 points, 207.6 passer rating. That's just ridiculous. If anything happens to Stroud, their backups. We don't know what's going to happen. Kyle McCord has played in each of Ohio State's five games. McCord and Brown are more talented than most backup quarterbacks, but whether they're ready to lead the team, we don't know. So hopefully CJ stays healthy. Mayan Williams has been one of the best running backs in the country. 
Top 10 nationally, yards per carry, 7.8. Touchdowns is 8. Together, Williams and Henderson have been an elite 1-2 combo, rushing for 933 yards, 12 touchdowns on 133 attempts. Dallin Hayden has also shown promise as a backup as well. The first question is with what Williams and Henderson will continue to stay healthy through the Michigan State game and into the bye week. At least we're going to be getting healthier. Um, Henderson left the game with a nagging foot injury. Tony Alford chooses to distribute carries between them. Uh, Ohio State will have to decide whether it trusts Hayden to play more significant roles um, if they start getting hurt. Marvin Harrison Jr. in the wide receiver department and Emeka Buka have emerged as Ohio State's newest superstars. In the league, Julian Fleming is finally showing why he has been sought out so hard. Harrison currently leads the FBS, receiving with nine touchdowns. Ibuka leads all Power 5 receivers with 655 yards. Fleming has five touchdowns in four games. I mean, we've done this without Smith and Jigba. NFL draft picks Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, they're also doing well since they since we lost them. Um, will Smith and Jigba be able to come back? Hamstring injuries can be tricky, though. So who knows what will happen with Smith and Jigba. Kate Stover has emerged as one of the best dynamic tight ends in the league. And catching 16 passes for 206 yards and two touchdowns, he's also excelled as a run blocker. Mitch Rossi, from his hybrid tight end fullback role, uh, G. Scott Jr. has been reliable on third down for the third tight end. Will Stover continue to be a regular weapon? We will see. It remains to be seen. Offensive line, with all five starters playing in their natural positions, Hase's offensive line has been noticeably better in the run game, um, especially against Notre Dame and Wisconsin. If any of the starting five suffer injuries, how effective will the next man up be? Enoch Vimahi has done well who when called upon. Josh Fryer is mixed in with the first-team offense as a sixth offensive lineman. But can you see what happens on the defensive side? Ohio State has not allowed more than 21 points in any game yet this season because they're currently meeting their uh, stated goal, the top 10 defense. That's what Jim Knowles wanted. That's what Jim Knowles is getting. Ranked seventh in the country with only 253.5 yards per game. Ohio State has held well against both the pass and the run. Check this out. Ranks eighth in passing yards allowed per game at 160.3. 15th in the rushing yards allowed per game, 93.2. So the Buckeyes are allowing nearly 120 yards fewer per game than they did last year is the defense actually as good as the statistics look to show none of ohio state's first six opponents ranked in the top 60 nationally though um, while it seems safe to say the buckeyes are better defensively than they were the past 10 uh, two seasons but defense who knows because of the uh, linebacker play has been really well tommy eichenberg i love him ronnie hickman in the safety position doing really well Special teams, Jess Murko has been rock solid, 44.8 yards per punt while down 10 of his 18s inside the 20-yard line. No, Ruggles reigns perfect on extra points for Ohio State's career. So, yeah, there's your, um, we're, we're bye week. I don't know. Am I going to watch the Michigan game this weekend? Am I going to watch Alabama and Tennessee? Could Tennessee topple an old Rocky top against Alabama? I don't know. But I want them to go down. If Alabama loses, you know, I was going to say this too. Another quick fact, running across the wire. Ohio State is number one choice to win the college football playoffs in the championship. They're only a plus 180 
Georgia's right behind them at number two. I think Alabama's number three. But I would love to see Alabama lose because you know they love, the committee loves them some SEC, getting on their knees for some SEC. The committee and the whole entire NCAA love the SEC. Hint, last year, why the, while I mean, I, I just, you had a strong case against Michigan last season at the end of the season when they beat Ohio State. And then they screwed them over and had them play Georgia in the CFP. And then Alabama got to play, you know, was it Georgia? Or, no, Alabama got to play, uh, or one of the, one of them got to play Cincinnati. Now it was going to be an easy win. Well, I kind of wonder if uh, they're going to play Ritter. I liked for them to play Ritter. I forget where team he went to, Carolina or something. I forget. Anyway. Um, Ohio State, I think we're going to go to the championship. We're definitely going to be in the college football playoffs. And I would love to see what's going to happen. Question of the day. What's going to happen if the big Ohio State-Michigan go undefeated for the last game, November 26th? And then if Ohio State wins, obviously they're going to, you know, they're going to win and go in the playoffs. But if Michigan beats Ohio State in the last game again, does that knock Ohio State out of the playoff contention? Are they going to put Georgia and Alabama in again? Just so at the end SEC championship game, Georgia-Alabama, just say that. And Georgia beats Alabama. And Alabama have one loss. Ohio State has one loss at the end of the year. Are they going to put Alabama above Ohio State? This might, because of this, uh, they move Alabama. They actually moved Ohio State above Alabama at number two. Alabama's number three. I think Michigan actually has dropped down from Clemson's over them. So I think Michigan's five. They're playing a Big Ten team this weekend on Saturday. Big noon kickoff. Michigan and Penn State. That's going to be a big game for Michigan, by the way. Strength of schedule still remains to be seen because it seems like Michigan has a better um, schedule, strength of schedule than Ohio State does. And like we just talked about with the defense, they haven't even faced the top 60 team all year for Ohio State. So we're still trying to figure ourselves out. It looks like we know what we're talking about. And it looks like we know what we're doing. But it still remains to be seen how good Ohio State really is with top-tier talent that they play. That won't We won't know that until we play Michigan November 26th in the shoe. And then if when we play in the college football playoffs. But actually, me and my brother have been talking about this. I think it might lean more towards the Big Ten because Ohio State, them moving Ohio State over Alabama, and if we end to the end of the season and then Ohio State and Alabama have one loss, if I'm saying if Michigan beats Ohio State again, they'll both have one loss. But as of the rankings, that might continue to stay if we remain undefeated and Ohio State stays at number two. That means I think Alabama will have to drop out of the top four and Ohio State drops to four, Michigan will move up to about two or three, and then you'd have a big two Big Ten teams in the college football playoffs this season. That's what it looks like to me. And if Georgia if Georgia wins out, their number they'll stay at number one. Ohio State loses, Alabama loses. Ohio State goes to four. Michigan goes to three. And who will be at number two? If Clemson wins out, it would be Clemson. So it will be Georgia, Clemson, Michigan, Ohio State in the college football playoffs. And you heard it here. That's if Michigan and as if Ohio State and Alabama lose in their championship game or against Michigan. 
So there you go. Pretty good stuff. All right. That should do it. Chill out this week on Saturday. Trying to figure out what game to watch this weekend for the college football. I don't know where college game day is. What's up, Kirk? What's up, Lee? Represent. Love you guys. God bless. Tip your waitress.